jumping right in. Hi, boss babes. Welcome back to the Drama Pod. My name is Rachel. And this is Anna. Are we assuming our people are all boss babes? No, actually, we have an advice email from a man today. So oh, I'm actually, I don't even know if I'm a boss babe. We're all boss babes. Everyone who listens to this podcast is automatically a boss babe. <laughs> automatically, just by listening? Yes. So I have a low this week, and my low is that I am off the pill, as I have told you a hundred times by now, but I'm supposed to be four days into my new pack right now, and I've had a raging headache for the past three days, and it's been ongoing. That makes sense. Yeah. So I've been like alternating Advil and Tylenol, and as soon as one wears off, the headache like instantly comes back, and it's just a never-ending cycle. However... My high is that on the same You're pregnant. <laughs> Worth on, it. <laughs> on the same token, I I'm feeling good. Like aside from, I, the headaches. aside from the headaches, I'm feeling good. I still have like my ups and downs, but that's pretty normal for me. I'm very moody in general. So I can't <laughs> emotional, really emotional, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really comment on that, but i I feel like I am in a good place and that's my birth control update i thought you maybe this is the birth control but i thought you were pissed earlier this week on monday when we were supposed to record and you're like in a bad mood not recording i was like oh yeah sounds good i forgot no that's really normal for me i have a lot of mood swings but that was mainly because i that was the first day of my big headache and i was just pissed at the headache and then I took some pills and I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll be fine as long as I take the pills. Okay. Cause but, I was like, I just saw you on Sunday <laughs> and you like nothing earth shattering, annoying had happened in your life. So yeah, but I'm better now. It's Wednesday She's by the way. back. Wednesday evening. A little late. Sorry about that. It's okay. Did you run today? I did. I'm the shortest run of my plan. The park that I run in was open until 730 and I was like, sweet. I realize they don't really kick you out, so as long as I get in before six, I'm fine kind of thing. Do they ever close the gate and you get stuck inside? Well, they close the gate to come in at six, but they leave the gate for people to get out. You know okay. what I mean? So they stop yeah. people coming in. You um, can always jump the fence. Anyway, so I get there at 601, right? And I see the guy who I see often because he's like the gatekeeper. And we're, like I run past him like six times a week kind of thing. So I, at least, I don't know if he knows who I am, but like I know who he is. Uh-huh. And I'm running towards the gate and he's the gar- like the gate for the cars is closed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen at the reroute in the middle of my run? Like figure out what's going on. And he looks at me and he's just like, go ahead, you can come in. No and so way. I got to, like, the sidewalk. He said something else, and I wasn't sure what it was. I think it was like just be out by dark or stay on the main path. I had my headphones, and I wasn't really sure what he said. He made a friend. That's good. Yeah. You have a note here. New show, Love Is Blind. Are you watching that? <laughs> oh, I forgot I put that on there. Have you seen it? Do you know? What I've about? seen the first season, but I didn't love it. It was. I couldn't get into it, and I kind of enjoyed it. It's hard because it's not live, so it's it's binge worthy, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. So I put it in there. Love is blind because I will probably go back and rewatch season one. So, well, not by myself. I, this will be like after The Bachelorette ends. I'll be sure, like, let's watch it once sure, a week with people. Sure. It's not fun to watch by yourself. <laughs> like, it's not something I would sit and put on. Yeah, I would not just like put it on with me and AJ and just yeah. like watch it. Like, I'll so. just make like, I'll make your brother and Chelsea watch it once a week. Like oh, we gosh. do for The Badge instead. So yeah. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> so you chose today's vocab word. Oh, yeah. The vocab word for today is salient, which means most noticeable or important. It succinctly covered all the salient points of the case. This sentence assumes people know what succinctly means. Oh, is that one not too hard? That one's... <laughs> well, I don't know. 
depends who's listening the next um sentence will be helpful so the definition of salient is something that is very noticeable jumps or is prominent an example of salient is a large dark mole on someone's forehead (laughs) (laughs) this is from the internet an example of salient is a key point of a proposal i think that's the context that i read it in this reminds me of the word salty which is like potent okay so it's a good way good way to remember that like stand salient it reminds me more of salivating but that doesn't okay. relate. That's another way to go saying. with it. Um, yeah. But I guess it's Sal- salty. You're salivating over this very salient thing. Caesar salad, which has a lot of Parmesan cheese on it. So yeah, there we go. It's a roundabout way of getting there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like. Okay. So today's main topic is how to deal with negative emotions or negative thoughts and how to have a more regulated mood in general. Speaking of myself. <laughs> Who on Monday, I wanted to kill someone. And then on Wednesday, I'm like on a high. So if anyone needs to listen to this, it's me. So I asked (laughs) you guys some examples of what are some negative thoughts that cross your mind on a day-to-day basis. And first I'll read mine, then Anna will read hers, and then I'll read you guys's. So mine are, I'm not successful enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm so unhealthy. And I'm not fashionable I feel like it's kind of ironic because I would almost say the opposite of all of those would be the genre of your vlogging, whatever, however you want to say that, you know, content, I guess, whatever. Yeah, because I strive to be these things. I strive to be successful, fit, healthy, and fashionable. So therefore the opposite is your negative days. Yeah, so I guess that's very interesting because I guess I try to become more of these things and then the inverse of that is my fear, which makes sense. What about you? I was just thinking if negative thoughts stem from fear or not. I think, or if they, those are the I think same. they do okay. stem from fear a lot of the time. Looking at my examples, they would also fit that. Where I said imposter syndrome and then uh, loneliness would be the two. So what is the thought? The thought is I am lonely or I will always be lonely. More current. I would rather be with people and I am not. Okay. And then for the imposter syndrome, it's I'm not good enough or I'm not good enough at my job or... Yeah, that's more of a job thing. Even like throughout a whole one day, I'll have like a full cycle of like, oh, I feel really good. That's like me and my mistress. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I know exactly what I'm doing, but move on to the next task. And then someone will be like, actually, you need to go back and like change these tasks. And actually, you don't know what you're doing at all. (laughs) And then I feel bad because they're like teaching me. And then I'm like... I need to be productive. I need to be adding value. Like it feel, I'm slowing mm-hmm. them down. Blah, blah, blah. And then I realize, okay, well, A, if they're putting in the time, that's fine because they're obviously willing to do it. They enjoy doing it. And then B, the little bit of time in the beginning will be exponential for both of them and myself. You mean later. time of To what? like reiterate something or to teach something or okay. like to fix something. You feel like you're wasting their time. Correct. Okay. Well, you're not alone because the overwhelming response from you guys was number one, I'm not good enough in general. Okay. And then number two was, I'm not good enough at my job, aka imposter syndrome. Okay. So you guys are all in the same boat as us. Like, I feel like we're all, this made me realize reading through your submissions how we are Similar. all just like struggling with these negative thoughts that we constantly need to fight, which goes back to our suffering episode. Yeah. I'll read some other ones. Someone said that my husband would die unexpectedly when we are still young. This is a very specific one. And it's something that I struggle with. All, I would say at least once a week, I have that fear and it cripples me and gets me really sad. So it 
it also helps once me. a week you think this yeah wow okay. uh, maybe even more frequently like this morning driving in the car i thought about it and i was just like you thought if aj died i would be so sad lie? okay i would be so sad to not have someone who knows me and cares for me so well not to be here and then i would probably have the same fear as you of being lonely and being yeah. alone and all that i won't live up to my potential no one will miss me when i die i'm the worst i'll never be good enough to fully achieve my goals i feel like i need to lose weight even though i'm healthy and have not been told by a doctor accidents or deaths of my close ones or my own i'm not successful because i'm not rich rich what an open-ended definition i will never be a morning person and therefore i am a failure what's that um the trend the it girl that girl that girl i don't really know the trend that well but i feel like i've heard one that was saying oh you have this really productive morning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's very staged and produced which is fine because that's the world we live in but then you get people who are seeing it saying i will never be like that therefore i am not fulfilled or great or whatever yep Yeah, it's just a bunch of the same stuff over and over and over. So if anything, I hope that you guys get from this podcast is that you're not alone. We all struggle. None of us, not even one, are perfect. So I read a book called Master Your Emotions by Thibaut Maurice. Maurice, I'm so sorry if I'm saying that wrong. But it was a very short and to the point and very succinct book. Oh, I forgot to say the word. Were there any salient points in the book that you want to mention? I will. I will mention uh-huh. them. <laughs> Just let yeah. me get there. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is a quick excerpt from the author. Emotions are among the trickiest things to deal with, and unfortunately, too often, you and I will fall prey to their mystical power. We find ourselves unable to break their spell because they affect every aspect of our lives and determine the quality of it. Our inability to understand how emotions work can prevent us from designing our ideal life and from fulfilling potential. You know when we took the Enneagram thing way back when? Personality test. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was more emotional than you were. Yes. I'm confused how you were not ranked as emotional and yet you were just saying how you were so easily controlled by your emotions. What does this mean? (laughs) We'll, we'll flush it out as it's, we go, but yeah, I just thought that, it was an interesting, because I feel like I'm willing to admit that emotions control me, and that came out through my exam, and then yet yours was so glaringly not that. I think it comes down to when it comes to making a decision, you will often make an emotional decision because you want to please other people's emotions, whereas I end up making the logical decision that's best for myself i'm not a robot like i do have emotions that i'm controlled by but when it comes to making life decisions that is when you can tell if one person is more emotional than another i think okay no that's that's a good yeah because i think all humans are emotional it's just to what extent okay i was just running that was my good that's a good thought so emotions are not good or bad they are neutral and are in 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 Excuse me. They are an indication of how we are interpreting a certain event. So I'm going to give an example on the spot, off the fly, off the cuff. And so, Anna, so think of it, of a situation that could be good or bad, depending only on how you look at it. Just thought of one (laughs) on this, on the fly. Is that the right saying? On the fly? Yeah. Okay. 
for example uh something actually i thought i okay i did not think of this myself i just realized it was from the book so he gave the example of sitting in traffic if you are sitting in traffic and you expect to never have traffic and you expect that if traffic comes to you it's going to be the worst thing then obviously you're going to be ticked off if you're stuck in traffic but if you go into into your drive home with no expectations and traffic happens and you're just neutral about it and you understand that it's part of life and there's no reason to be upset over something that happens every day, then that negative outcome can be avoided by just either being neutral or looking at it positively and saying, you know what, I can listen to my favorite audiobook. I can listen to a small amount of drama podcast. So there's many things you can do. And that is my example. You know, I did not interpret that question at all in that direction. (laughs) So I feel like that in and of itself is a perfect example of perspective. But if you're in traffic, because there's like an accident, then if you're in traffic, you're pissed because you're in traffic. But if you're the person who's in in the the accident accident. and waiting for the ambulance, then it's like, I'm so happy and grateful that everyone's stopping for me so that I can get to the hospital safely. Yeah, that is another good way to think about it. You could always be in someone else's shoes who has it worse than you. At the heart of emotions is the ego. This was a main point and main premise of all of the following arguments of his book. Some would say the most salient aspect of it all there it is. is the ego. Did he define ego in the book? Because isn't that like a psychology term? So the ego has a need to be superior, of course. The ego is your sense of self. And your sense of self is everything that you love. So like you pointed out, for me, it would be success, fitness, health, and fashion. Those are my biggest things, right? Those are the things I vlog about. And those are also my biggest insecurities. Okay. My ego would have a need to compare myself to others and make sure that I'm in line with them, if not superior to them in those aspects. So your ego is basically your sense of self, which most often has a need to be superior. The first step in killing our ego is becoming self-aware. Noticing our emotions when they happen instead of pushing them away is a good start. Like admitting it kind of thing? No. For example, when you're sitting in traffic and you notice that you're starting to become irritated. Okay. Being self-aware enough to realize what's going on with your emotions and say, okay, I'm irritated. I noticed the feeling, here it is. Yeah. That's the first step. Step number two is to interpret that emotion. So I'm feeling irritated and a little bit angry. I think I should be home by this time and I'm irritated that I don't get to be home. Mm -hmm. Then you have to interpret it. Is this good or bad or is it neutral? So I would interpret that as being a bad emotion. I'm not happy and it's not good. Once you interpret it, then you can choose to identify with it or not. Thoughts cannot persist unless we identify with them. We identify with thoughts by focusing on them. If we identify with thoughts, they stay with us. Alternatively, we can let the emotion go. So you can't really let an emotion go if you don't even realize that you're having it. Yeah, so that's why first. Yeah. Step. So okay. that's why being self-aware is super important. Yeah. I and think three is the hardest though. Yeah. Because that's like the act of choice. Like you have to say, like distance yourself yeah. from it. And then the last step is repetition. Repeating positive thoughts will lead to positive emotions. Repeating negative thoughts leads to negative emotions. We can generate strong emotions with the thoughts that we identify with and repeat. 
So it's a formula. Interpretation plus identification plus repetition equals a strong emotion. We can create strong emotions, whether positive or negative, based off this. By noticing, interpreting, identifying, and then repeating. Okay. So the same way you can repeat a negative thought, you can also repeat a positive thought, which let's just say you're bickering with your husband or your boyfriend or whatever, or your roommate. If you constantly tell, remind yourself of all the negative things about your partner, then that's what you're going to see them as. And the same way if you're gossiping with your friends and crapping on your boyfriend and being like, oh, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. Alternatively, you can praise him to your friends and family. Yeah. And then when you go home, you'll go home with a smile on your face because you're reminded of all the good things. So someone say it's important who you hang out with then. Yeah, Definitely. Mm. you are what's the thing you are who you will you are who you hang out with yeah or your your closest five friends are like you or something like that interesting yeah i think it's super important to surround yourself with people who won't let you crap on the other closest people in your life like if i were to go and gossip to my mom about my husband she would shut it down right away because she knows the importance of verbalizing only good things and trying to minimize the verbalization of negative things I think that's super important. Okay, but there, I feel like, is a time and place to have, not necessarily a venting, but like a, like just a conversation with someone. Like, what if, whatever, you needed to have a conversation with a close friend about your husband and not like... Yeah, I okay. agree. Okay. But when it comes to like... Consistently and like all this stuff. and things that have not changed. Yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. say it's, you've been having the same fight with your husband for 10 years and like, there's nothing your friends can do to help you with it. Like, it's just a matter of you accepting him for who he is or, or something that's yeah, yeah. like like that type of stuff. But friends, yeah, friends are important. Some might say the most salient aspect of our life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why don't you give your example of a situation? One is like, if it's late at night, I'm watching TV, having a good time. It's more like self-control, but I guess it's still kind of like an emotional thing where I'm like, oh, I need or can have like a little snack, whatever. It's always about the check space. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, I'm like, okay, I'll have a little bit, you know, and I have a little bit and it's fine. And if I stopped right there, it would be great. But then I've told myself like, oh, I can have a little bit. I can have a little bit more, a little bit more. And then it ends up that I feel like crap because I've had so much or whatever it is of any type of thing. And then you're like, well, if I just like listened at the beginning I, I mean, to me, I guess it's like that. It's not really emotional, though. It's not really a great example of that, but I'm still making that choice. And then it's like repetitive and like expounding upon itself mm-hmm. or compounding upon itself and getting larger exponentially. But like if I'm in a bad mood, like say something went wrong at work or whatever, and I finished the work day and I immediately call my mom or something, whatever. I had something like planned, so I needed to call her and I'm pissed at work. And then I'm talking to her and I'm like really snippy and short and like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. and then I hang up the phone and I'm like, wow, I that was horrible. Like mm-hmm. I just took that out on her for no reason, but usually it doesn't stop there either. Like it'll then be like, then I went to the grocery store and I was mean to that, you know what I mean? Like it keeps going mm-hmm. exponentially down the cycle of bad mood continuous. So what we can practice here is recognizing what triggered your yeah, bad yeah. mood, even getting more specific instead of saying just work sucks. We can get down to, Oh, my boss said this specific yeah. thing and that triggered me. And then it was this. And then it was that. So by noticing the trigger, we can become more aware next time we are triggered and say, okay, crap, I was just triggered. Let me do my best to like snip this in the butt. And it's like a hundred percent perspective too, in terms of like, just a couple weeks ago, I was pissed if I had to stay late at work, like just mad about it. Right. 
I think part of this too is just the daylight change, like the time change. And I have more time now after, and I like to run after work. So I do like get pissed when I have to stay later because mm-hmm. I don't have that time. And that's easier now because it's lighter. But anyway, and then now with a different change of perspective slash I'm doing something that is more interesting to me at work. If I go a couple minutes after, I don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh, cool. That's fine. Do you think that that was external, meaning what you're doing at work is a more interesting or do you think it was also your mindset? I think it's both. I think it's subconscious. Like I said, the sunlight really probably is a large part, mm-hmm. honestly, but I think also it's largely perspective of... I mean, it's perspective in terms of like, oh, I have a better approach to work now, but I have a better approach to work now because I enjoy what I'm doing better now. So yeah. Hashtag progress. Yeah. No, it's uh, amazing. Anna is growing a lot right now. <laughs> okay. My example is that I have a busy day. You guys know this very well by now. I have a busy or stressful day at work. So I go to the nearest fast food place for lunch because it's quick and easy. Example. This is an example. Yeah. I want an example of the fast food restaurant. Um, I don't do this anymore, but let's say KFC okay. or even more recently Taco Bell. I feel guilty after eating it and interpret me getting fast food as a negative event. That's the key because we can all have fast food occasionally without feeling like we're the worst person on the world, right? But not me. <laughs> I don't help with that either. Sorry. <laughs> I choose to identify with it by not letting the emotion go and by dwelling on it all afternoon. The negative thought that I am repeating is that I am not healthy. By the time dinner rolls around, I'm in a terrible mood and I don't feel like cooking a healthy meal, leading to an ongoing cycle of feeling terrible. So what I can work on is recognizing that if I choose to get fast food, I need to also be okay with it. And I need to not let that decision ruin my day. Like there's no reason yeah. for that one decision to ruin my day. So it's interesting because I would feel similarly, but then I think my response at the end of the day would probably not be cooking a healthy meal, but then I would be like, I have to go exercise because I feel like, I think that would be my response to the negative as almost like a, yeah, it, d- it depends what, how bad my mood yeah. is, but if, if I'm really down, I'll just be like, there's no point. Yeah, what is life? What's the point of me exercising? Like one exercise is not going to change my body or change my health. Like I'm so unhealthy that nothing can help me, which is like a very toxic and and bad thought. But so the key here, as I said, is to notice our triggers and stop the cycle sooner. What also helps is journaling or recording your emotions daily to better help you recognize your triggers. This is actually something I learned in therapy which I only took like three sessions, like last year, online therapy. But she was like, write down your mood for the day and really think about what is impacting you every day. Why are you down today? Why are you sad? Because I realized that a lot of the time I didn't even know. Like it would have to take me a few minutes of thought to get to the root cause of what's bothering me. So with more practice, it comes easier. Yeah. It could be like, oh, my boss said something to me two weeks ago that I'm still thinking about that I didn't yeah. even realize I was still harboring over. But So some would say collecting data is yeah. a good thing because then you can start to see patterns that you yes. did not see when they were just individual occurring events. Hashtag data science. Speaking of data, <laughs> quick interruption. Um, oh yeah, you I've finally been- <laughs> got off the freaking plotting a graph by hand like a fifth grader. <laughs> I've been taking my temperature every morning to do my cycle tracking and sometimes I'll be like 96 degrees 
and then i'll retake it yeah it's super low and then i'll retake it and it'll be like 97 and i'm like how did that differ by degree so i have a question about this yes so what is the difference between like you know the standard deviation yeah but in terms of like when you're in a different cycle because like you said like right there if the temperature is off by like a degree yes you know what so I mean? your temperature is usually low up until you ovulate and then after you ovulate it spikes up to like 98 okay so in that sense you just changed one degree and then i went down i went from 97 which is pretty low in general to yeah. 96 and i was like what is wrong with me because i looked at other girls graphs and everyone's like in 97s and no 96s. And I'm like, okay, let me retake it. So I retook it and took a 97. But that makes me question the validity of the thermometer. Well, you should take like three or four if you want to get an average. Yeah. So that's what of... I've been doing. If I get like an oddball number, yeah. I'll take it again. Anyways. But see, that's what scares me though. It's like if you're whole, if everything you're planning is based off of like a one degree change. I and know. It could, that's why I'm yeah. like, what is the spread? And you just hit the spread well, in a negative the, way. The, the key is also the cervical fluid, which I don't want to get into right now. <laughs> but the, so it's like, combination yeah it's a lot of different things but i just wanted to say that so then he moves on to some practical things that we can change to improve our mood in general number one as we all have heard a million times is sleeping habits making sure that we have i think consistent sleeping habits right yeah and he also suggested to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day i'm so bad at that i am actually really good at that the only reason i'm good at that is because if i don't i get a massive headache so, so you like have to. I have to. Yeah. For my own health. I'm sure I would. I think I'm like, if I wake up and I'm at a 70, I feel like I could wake up every day at a hundred. Like, I think it would benefit me that much more if oh, I yeah. just were consistent with my sleep. And I just am not. Gotta work on it. But <laughs> the problem is I don't have the massive headache and I haven't seen the the benefits of you don't, doing yeah, it. Yeah. You don't, it's like, you don't have enough consequences for yeah, it. To, but sometimes every now and then I get like a three day streak. And I'm like, wow. I'm so rested. What happened? And I'm like, oh, I went to bed. The next thing is exercise. I feel like these don't really need much explanation. The next is listening to music. And he went on about how music can really impact our moods. And I will say this is true because when I listen to music before I edit, so when I choose the music for the vlog before I actually start editing it, the vlog becomes so much better. I have more energy editing. I'm like in the, in the zone versus if I start editing it with no music and then choose it retroactively. Oh, so you're, you're saying like listening to the music you're putting in the vlog. Yes. Not just like yeah, yeah, yeah. music. Okay. So like if I want the vlog to portray fun and lightheartedness, I will choose a song that portrays that and then i will edit according to the music i just listened to i want if i want like a cool girl vibe i'll put like a hip-hop song in there and i'll edit like cool edits and be like cool you know what i mean i don't know if that makes sense no it does yeah well it's got like the theme like the thematic aspect is already concrete before you start yeah and then also working out you guys i'm sure you have hype songs yeah so you play a certain song in the gym and you get like pumped Versus you know, like listening to a podcast, you may or may not work out as hard as you would have listening to your pump song. See, I have a confession right now. Uh-oh. I went through phases while running. Sometimes I was like, I have to have music. Sometimes I was like, can't run with music. This is throughout Do like years. Do you listen to rap music? Yes, in general. But uh, my confession is that almost exclusively while training for this race, so a lot of miles so far, I've been listening to podcasts while I run. Which is Why is my, that a confession? Because... It shouldn't be motivational. And the same thing, like you just said, yeah. like I'm 
I'm a little concerned that I'm not going to be going as fast as I could because I'm listening to podcasts. So interesting. But at the same time, I think it's largely because like most of the runs have been easy because you're supposed to do that. And to go easy, it's like easier to listen to a podcast rather than if I listen to a hype song and I'm supposed to be going like a casual pace, it's Mm -hmm. harder to control that. But I'm like race day, I now have to listen to a podcast because I'm so ingrained in that. That's so interesting. So I don't know what's going on, but... The next thing is verbalizing positive things and not the negative ones. Example Mm. that I gave earlier, talking bad about your husband or versus talking good about your husband. Of course, with the exception that you you do need friends to talk to if something is going wrong. I think Um, that's like really important though. Like this one is like really hard to do as well too because it's really easy to gossip and it's really easy to complain. Even if it's not gossiping, but if like, let's say I come home from work and AJ and I are talking about our days and I'm like, my day sucked. This went wrong. This went wrong. This went wrong. I hate my life. Yeah. Or I could come home and list three things that I'm grateful for and say, I had a great lunch. I did this, I did that, and yeah, some other things were off, yeah. but I, I don't necessarily need to mention all of the yeah. negative things. It's about what are we focusing on for the day? What are we verbalizing? Because what you put out into the air, or the universe, yeah. some would say, the universe comes back, I think. That's true, because I think going back to the one example where I'm on the phone with my mom, like usually, let's say I have to call her with like two things that are actually exciting. Mm-hmm. And then I start with the one I'm pissy about because it's controlling me. And now I've just ruined the exciting things. Like I, even in my delivery, like I'm just like, yeah, this happened, blah, 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 whatever kind of thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, how did my mom, my friend, I have no idea. Cause she just, I just sound angry all the time. Yeah. And that's just it's, her role. It's all about the vibe. Mine. Like vibes yeah. are, are real. <laughs> it's so true. cringe, but it's true. The other book that I'm really passionate about that I went on a rant about like a few months ago was um, all about being in your feminine power, which Anne and I have discussed multiple times at this oh, point. That's the one. But it's about, <laughs> especially in a relationship, if you're a woman and you're with a man, being in tune with your emotions and expressing your desires, but also leaning towards the positive when you verbalize things. Don't verbalize negative things to your husband constantly 24 seven. Yeah, you're a human. You can tell him about your bad day. But if you have a, enough self-awareness, you can drastically change the dynamic of your marriage, of your friendship, of your whatever it is by focusing even 1% more on the positive. That's my argument. I agree. The next thing is slow breathing or breathing exercises in general, especially when getting riled up or getting anxious. I think it forces us to think before we speak. Yes. Also, like, let's say before a big meeting, big presentation, maintaining a good breathing rhythm and also maybe doing a power pose, which is basically just standing up straight and tall, feeling confident or putting a smile on your face, even if you're not actually smiling, because it kind of tricks your brain and your body into thinking positive things instead of necessarily negative things. Always about the little mini lies to get us (laughs) keep going. No, it's very true. I think that's like the foundation for motivation. Yeah. It's basically a life hack. Yeah. Yeah. I think you practice this skill a lot while running too, I'll say. Smiling? So, no, the lying to yourself. Oh. Yeah, I just picture you smiling while running. <laughs> no, <laughs> I hate I, my life. You told me, she told me this weekend that I had RBF, by the way. And yeah, I probably she does. have even more so when I'm running. I'm probably like, <laughs> like just dying. So next time you're stuck in traffic, maybe look over slap at me. a smile on your face. <laughs> Sometimes just, I do that actually, you know? If I'm like really feeling good and you're stuck in traffic and instead of like being pissed at the car next to you, you smile. Yeah. 
or like when people cut you off don't be pissed like expect it i all i never this is my one of my best qualities i think (laughs) when someone cuts me off i'm like good for you because you are living your life you're getting to where you need like i am i swear i've never seen this happen by the way that's also because i enjoy cutting people off sometimes so it's kind of like a respect yeah it's like (laughs) respect man like go for what you want you're cutting i wish that could have been me but aj on the other hand he gets pissed he's like what the heck don't cut in front of me i'm like dude chill like they're living their life like you've never cut someone off before like, well played my friend I feel yeah, like that's yeah. <laughs> slow clap yeah exactly the next one is environment what is your environment like maybe spend a few minutes tidying up your house or your workspace making sure you have a nice environment whether that's lighting a candle or not if you're allergic <laughs> totally depends I just moved my work from home setup out of my bedroom into my family room, which is not only bigger and sunnier, but also just not in my bedroom. Day and night difference. I could still be doing the same exact stuff at my job that I was alluding to that changed that I'm not excited about. (laughs) And I'm just like, wow, I should have done this a million years ago. (laughs) Like I'm such an idiot. That's a good example of a simple change. Yes. Someone actually commented on my background today too. They're like, I love your setup. I was like, thanks. It's my family room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this actually came from Chelsea. Shout out. Shout out. uh, Writing down my notes when she was there and I asked her. And she said, well, I just, we're talking about how to deal with negative thoughts, obviously. And she goes, I just distract myself. Like I'll immediately start cleaning or just start doing something. And I agree. I think a lot of people do this and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's like a helpful tool, but I think it runs the line of like, then never thinking about the negative, never dealing with it, I guess. Yeah, it's gotta be a balance. But especially if you're in a situation where you can't break down right now, then distracting yourself is good. And also if you're super anxious like me, giving yourself a future time to worry about whatever you're worrying about is helpful. Like if I'm worried about my test results, my blood test results, whatever. Nothing I can control about that, but I'm worrying about it all day. I'll tell myself, okay, between 8.15 and 8.30 p.m., I will sit there and I will worry all I want about my blood test. It's kind of nice boxing it. Yeah, you box it in and you're like, you're relieved because you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about this till later. It's like the weirdest thing, but for some reason, we think that worrying improves the results of whatever we're worried about, which is not the case. I actually was surprisingly shocked by myself in terms of I'm, I'm usually like a worry wart. <laughs> yeah. Recently I had to do some like difficult job things. And while I was going through them, I started off first, like, like going over to watch the batch. I was like, I'm not even gonna let this, I can't literally not do anything right now. Like during this four hours or whatever. And I'm just not going to think about it because I don't need to. La, la, la. And it started off like that. And then it got even better to where I was like, you know, I don't really need to think about this outside of work because I can't do anything about yeah. it outside of work. And I only really need to worry about it when it's happening at work. Yeah. I think that's a little growth for me because historically speaking, that is not the Anna I know. That is like a prime mental state to be yeah. in. When you just shut off after work, yeah. that is great. I, I, I'm pretty good at that too, I will say. Because I don't want to worry about work. Like well, I, yeah. I don't even like, I don't want that burden after yeah. work time. Well, it was, it was like, it wasn't even stress so much as it was like worrying about a conversation that I had to have. And I was like, I don't, I can't prepare anymore for the conversation. It's going to happen tomorrow morning, no matter what. And it will ruin my night tonight if I think about it, or I can just not think about it and it'll still happen tomorrow yeah. regardless kind of thing. Yeah. 
Another thing that helps, especially as an introvert, is to force yourself to get out of the house even when you're having negative thoughts and it's the last thing you want to do. I will say 95% of the time that I exit the house, I don't regret it. (laughs) So for all you introverts out there, say yes more often, go hang out with your friends, go on a walk, go even to the grocery store and pick up one item, get out of the house, get out of your mind, and that will help. Some other tips from the book are not watching too much TV, not spending too much time on social media. This is critical, critical thought right here. As an influencer, this is a tricky position. It is for hard. You. It is so hard. And that is a big reason why I didn't have Instagram before I started my channel. I remember it's when because, you started your Insta. Yeah, I didn't want to. I wanted to be that one YouTuber who didn't have an Instagram. And then I very quickly learned that they go hand in hand <laughs> and that I can't do that. So I started my Instagram. And of course, all of the comparisons and the judgments on myself came flooding back. And now I feel like I am not fashionable. <laughs> you just need to not care. I think that's another thing too, which is hard because that's like it's your hard, job. Yeah. But in a way, I have to watch other people's content because I need to know what's going on. I need to know what are the trends, what are people doing. But on the other hand, I need to find a way to not let it affect my own self-worth. I have a question. Go for it. Cut this out later if it's too much. But if you are producing something so much before it goes into to production, editing, content, let's just say whatever the picture it is kind of thing. And I don't even know how much you do. But then you see someone else's and then you feel bad because the comparison. But it's, you've literally done the editing to know that it's not real. So how it's, does it... It's not, it's not really about the editing part. It's more about physical objects. Like I see someone buy a couch and I'm like, I want to buy a couch. It's more about buying things for me okay. or like showing off how stylish I am with my outfits or my makeup or my hair. It's not about, oh, that girl is so healthy. She has a good morning routine. It's more about like, oh, she, I guess it comes down to money and success for me always. It's like, oh, she has enough money to where she can buy a couch whenever she wants or whatever the case is. Or she is. doesn't and she lives in debt, but no Yeah, but I don't, you don't think about those things. All you see is like what's before your eyes. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's produced. And yeah. it's still probably produced in that same setting where like she probably didn't buy the couch. It was probably whatever someone, however, what was the thing? brand deal thing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I just was wondering because I feel like to me, it took me a while. I didn't really realize that's like the world was becoming so edited kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's like, there's no way you can be. So now I look at stuff. I'm like, oh, I like it in a fantastical way where it just doesn't seem real. Yeah. But not in like a, I need to aspire to be that because it's just not real. Yeah. I, yeah, social media in general is very tough to stay balanced with, so. Because I think it's really great, too, inherently, yeah, as well. Yeah, everything has a good and bad side, and we just need to this is true. work on it. Not hanging out with negative people. Anna should probably stop hanging out with me, then. <laughs> <laughs> that can be pretty negative, too. I go through phases. Yeah. I think we all do, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then if you do have a friend who is negative that you don't want to, like, cut out of your life, then you can actually help to improve that person's life by you yourself being positive in their presence. So when they say something negative, you can either gently remind them that they don't always have to say everything negative that's on their mind or 
counter with the positive thought. I'm going to start emulating some of these techniques and we'll see how they get. I'm going to get so annoyed. Exactly. Exactly. But now that you've said it, I'll be able to point back to that time. And then lastly, finishing what we start. This is important for the ego, the part of ourselves that doesn't think we're good enough. Uh, By keeping the promise to to ourself that we made, by finishing what we start, we can tell ourselves, good job. Pat ourselves on the back. It's like going back to our goals episode, making them attainable. Yes. Bite-sized. Yes. Check off the list of all. Okay. Going back to the goals, my night cream. Okay. Oh, yeah. I had the goal of putting on my night cream every night. I think that external factors have impacted me for the positive. Because why? Am I an external factor? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wants to take the credit. <laughs> you gave me the credit originally. It, I take it back. <laughs> so my mom gave me the best skincare products they are so bougie they're so luxurious they're like a hundred dollars a bottle they're so silky and smooth and pretty like the bottle is pretty they're so soft like i put it on i look forward to it like i think the skincare that you have matters is what i'm realizing so the solution is money in case anyone's wondering the solution is find a night cream that you enjoy to put on okay podcast listeners you want to let's turn back the timeline here just a little bit because i have a little anecdote from the past of our friendship here this was during the COVID days i was in lakeland and i was shopping around for sunscreen because i came to the realization that i needed to apply some to my face while running and rachel tells me to buy the cheap sunscreen because it's cheap and at the time we were both frugal (laughs) (laughs) at the time yeah and this is pre-lifestyle inflation for both of us Anyway, I was like, well, no, I'm just not going to do it if it's annoying because I, yeah. I like hate sticky stuff. I hate things on my face. Like I hate wearing makeup, like all this stuff. So it's something that like, I really hate doing. And, but I knew that I needed to do it. And I told her, Hey, I spent a little more money and I got this nice sunscreen that my f- sister-in-law recommended because I'm more willing to put it on. La, la, la. And I, I don't got recall. absolutely wrecked for it. I don't recall. <laughs> yes. I think I would have said, go for it. You deserve it. Get the expensive sunscreen. You are a queen. I think that's what I would have said. But yeah. I, I'll yeah, take your right. word for that's it. probably it. Anyway, I'm glad we've grown <laughs> in the last two years. Yeah. So and now I just put any sunscreen on, by the way. So I've grown. Growth. So I think the moral of the story is environment, right? Change the objects in your environment to better suit. Yeah, but what if they can't buy $300 worth of It doesn't product? have to be. It doesn't have to be the $300 product. It can be okay. something that you enjoy. Like a serum, a hyaluronic acid serum, 10 bucks, and it feels silky smooth. Okay. It, it's just about the, the texture for me. Something about the texture, like you and the sunscreen. The sunscreen just, I use now is like watery. Is that normal? It depends. There's a lot of different kinds. It's like throwing me off. <laughs> I put it on and it like slides off my fingers and I have to like quickly put it on my face. But I assume it's normal. Mm-hmm. I think a large part too of emotions is we can make them an idol and they are, I think, mean, natural for, to a degree. But at the same time, it's like when we're controlled by them, we need to have our faith in God be our primary thing first. Yes. Because then everything else, rightfully so, it seems a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a lot easier said than done, but that it, I mean, that's how like all of these things are. It's yeah, like, that's why I wanted to yeah. focus on practical things yeah. that you can physically and tangibly do to improve your mood. But I think at the end of the day, it really does come down to trusting in God if you believe in God and truly remembering that everything is temporary, especially our life on this earth. One day we will be in 
communion with the Lord forever. We'll be in heaven and it'll be like a glorious time with no pain and no suffering. So just remembering that feelings come and go. I was just going to say too, like it's not even like ignoring emotions. That's not what it's saying, but it is just saying putting the emphasis on like God's sovereignty and then like, yes, fear is real. Negative thoughts are real, but God's sovereignty is more real and more prominent and what is way more evident. And of course, we want to just quickly say that if you are someone who struggles with depression or you think you have severe depression, we encourage you to seek help. And something that helped me when I was dealing with anxiety was better help. And this is not sponsored at all. They do sponsor a lot of podcasts, but not us. But I legitimately <laughs> I legitimately use BetterHelp, which is an online therapy platform. It's super easy to sign up and they match you with therapists and you can cancel them and like choose a new one at any time, which is really convenient. I had to go through like two or three to find one that I really vibed with. Didn't you say you only did three sessions? Well, I did like three sessions with the person that okay. I liked. Just so I did like ones. a few sessions before that and the girl, okay, this is a story time. <laughs> the girl was like, oh, you have anxiety? I need you to breathe in and out for five minutes on camera and I'm going to watch you breathe and make sure you're doing it right. It was the most awkward thing I've ever done. I was sitting there like looking her in the eyes, breathing for five minutes. It was so long. Hey, well, breathing is one of the tactics. Yeah, but it was so invalidating because she was like... No, that's wrong. She was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, your breathing looks good. And, and she was like, do you feel better? And I was like, no, I don't. Like, I'm really <laughs> struggling. And she's like, hmm, that's weird. You must not be doing it right. Let's do it again. Ooh. I was like, Ooh. are you kidding me? This is the worst experience I've ever had. And so... As soon as that session was over, I like canceled her and found a new one. And this is before cancel culture. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And then I found the most amazing woman. She was so understanding. And like in two therapy sessions, I realized so much about myself. So I highly encourage everyone to go to therapy. You discovered the ego? Yeah, I did actually. I was like, it all boils down (laughs) to this. (laughs) It all boils down to this one thing in the end. I think I would be a royal asshole if i were to go on a therapy session like for sure like it would be bad you can ask any of my the minute my siblings would agree they'd be like any of your therapists any of my mini therapists that i have never been to it'd be like that person and i know this going in who's like annoying and doesn't want to open up yeah Why should i say that though <laughs> you've think, watched too many movies yeah, exactly. it's really not like how they portray the movies like a lot of it is just boring telling them things but they know questions to ask that make you like really think things that you've never thought so i think you would like it i'm just saying no i agree i think i would i would just be like why'd they ask me that what are they what are they trying to get out of me you're too analytical like like, i see what you're getting at and i'm not gonna let you like (laughs) that's what i mean i'd be like "Mm, not happening so anyways guys we hope you got something from here or didn't and you just had fun yeah tagging along we did a little heavier episode today because the last two were a little bit lighter but uh, make sure to subscribe, rate, review. Give us a yeah. like. Oh, Rachel us a said star. she's going to po- um, post a picture of my race on Saturday when this comes out. So yeah. keep her accountable to that. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have two advice emails that we will read next time. We got carried away, but we ha- we will read them. We read all of our emails. So just stick around um, and we'll get to it next week. Next week. Yeah. Remind me. I'll forget. I'll set a reminder right now. Hey, but Google. if you want to send us an email, it's a small amount of drama at gmail.com and we will read it. We on the will. Pod. So hope you guys enjoy. See you next time.